and 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 this is where the difference is because if this were last season we could have almost uh, predicted or or seen um, uh, a potential Tottenham slip up coming in the Champions League because we've we've always seen them lacking uh, lacking that extra punch that you need on a on a Champions League night. Uh, but this is effectively very different. Also, um, playing Tottenham thrice in ten days. I mean, nobody yeah. should be subjected to that level of torture. <laughs> Least of all. <laughs> Manchester City and Pep Guardiola who of course potentially have the had the upper hand in terms of the experience but um uh, let's face it it's it's Tottenham who came through more impressively because uh, a city had to just beat a Schalke uh, a Tottenham gave a good account of themselves against uh, Dortmund both legs Which was quite surprising because we were expecting kind of City to not drop points or you know <laughs> come out <laughs> come out unbeaten. Um, but nonetheless, City City have the most Europa League-esque run in this tournament so far. Uh, one could argue that meeting Tottenham in the quarterfinals is still Europa League territory, but <laughs> but that's where they would be <laughs> they would be underestimating them at their own peril. Absolutely. All right. So from there. there we are we are saying that it could be that tottenham could just bring a surprise here we're kind of going against the established conventional wisdom um moving on then to the first of the soccer sense team games and uh you could argue and a lot of people have already kind of started saying that although i definitely do not subscribe to that idea at all that since liverpool comfortably beat porto last time in the round of 16 Liverpool yeah. again being drawn with Porto is an advantage but in the Champions League especially in this stage one does not yeah. take anything from granted Absolutely on paper you're right it is definitely an advantage for Liverpool it, uh, if if you could pick out a tie if any team could pick up a tie it was definitely going to be Porto so that has worked in their favor but you're absolutely right to write them off and to sit back on last year's credentials is something we all know that Jurgen Klopp as a manager will not even allow or even let them think about but how will Liverpool need to look at this as an opportunity because uh, they need to treat it exactly like what they did last year kill the game off in one tie right if they kill the game off in one tie it really allows them to relax it also allows them to focus a little bit on the premier league for the next tie and not have to put out for possibly the best 11 and manage the next game so liverpool uh, really have to lose this one to get our, uh, to really get out of the champions league it's in their hands it's in their disposal i think it's a straight forward call but you never know you're in champions league but This is Liverpool's game to lose for sure. And uh, Karan, the first leg is at Anfield. So, like Vishal is saying, if you are talking about killing the tie off, uh, yep. you are looking simply at uh, a scoring at Anfield, of course, and b yep. keeping that clean sheet because those yep. would probably be the two most crucial aspects. Absolutely, I think this season, especially in the Champions League, I mean, uh, keeping the result in Munich aside. There's basically been two Liverpool teams that have been playing the Champions League: the one that plays at home and the one that plays away. So, yep. at home. they're absolutely irresistible at away they're absolutely woeful barring the result in munich so but, but having said all that i think the biggest question 
trademark right now in a lot of people's mind is you know uh, the form of Salah wherein you know they feel that he's not scoring very well honestly I'm not as concerned as what many people uh, feel uh, in regards to Salah's form because it is not as if you know he's just uh, uh, you know, mosing along through the games, he is still creating chances for himself. He's still kind of getting into scoring positions, yep. and it's just a question of at some point of time he's going to get back uh, a little bit of that uh, rub of the green, and he's going to start scoring again. So Absolutely. I'm still pleased that he's still getting into those. Uh, he's still, you know, able to get into those positions where he can score those goals. So I think yep. in that sense, there's still uh, a lot to play for for Liverpool. Um, yeah, I think I said in the previous episode that you know one thing with Porto is they are. One of the uh, one of those teams who are very very tough to beat at home. I think in recent yeah. seasons it's only been two teams who have uh, beaten them at the Draga. One of them being Liverpool last season. So, but the, but it is there is a very very uh, you know uh, uh, high probability that you know Liverpool could uh, end up you know going to the Draga already you know maybe two yeah. three or maybe even four. They should, they really turn it off. That should definitely be their objective in this tie. They shouldn't be going there to get uh, a win at all. They should be going there to seal the tie and come back home. Come. Uh, but like I said, that that would highly depend on whether or not Liverpool maintain a clean sheet because we know what happened in, against Roma, um, and and Liverpool have the knack of putting themselves in these positions. Uh, okay, so that's that's the second tie of the way. Tie number three that we want to talk about um, is. An absolutely fascinating tie. I mean, if if we refer to pedigree, history, and things like that, uh, in in slightly trollish and a joking sense for City and Tottenham, uh, yeah. there is no joke about the pedigree and the history here. It's Juventus versus Ajax, uh, two teams with storied European histories. Uh, but uh, Karan, Ajax were the were the the shocker of the of the second round, uh, the the surprise package. And uh, it's Juventus who have to travel to Amsterdam. Uh, does it work in Juventus's favor or against it? Uh, with this Ajax team, you just don't know what is in your favor and what is not in your favor. To be honest, yeah. I mean personally, I've always been, uh, you know, of the opinion that I would prefer to kind of play the first leg at home and get to the second leg, you know, with the lead, wherein you know we can really put the pressure on the opposition. But uh, the case in point with this Ajax team is that, you know. They're basically going to play like they have nothing to lose. Juventus are the ones who basically have everything to gain and everything to lose over here. So Ajax can just come uh, come into this tie and you know play the fearless brand of football that they've been playing and uh, really take the game to uh, Juventus. And you know you never know because uh, there has been occasions in the season where you know that defense has been quite shaky whenever uh, constantly put under pressure. Uh, so it's. I think. I think the 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 tie in Amsterdam is going to be quite interesting because in Turin again it's it is very very difficult to beat this Juventus side. There have only been two uh, teams who have kind of you know won in Turin in the Champions League and both of them basically you know ended up uh, winning the Champions League on the season. So I think it's definitely more interesting than what it seems on paper. Yes, Juventus do hey, have the Champions League this season. Then. <laughs> 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 who knows. <laughs> Uh, uh, but let's let's look at it this way. Um, of course, the, the the leg in Turin is going to be extremely difficult, as as Atletico found yep. out in the in the last round. Um, yep. I mean, and the, these are two teams, uh, b- both of whose shares took a huge jump on the stock market the the night after <laughs> they won their respective games. So clearly, yep. this means a lot to them. Um, yep. Ajax would consider themselves lucky to be here. They were not supposed to be among these contenders. So. Absolutely. 
so they would uh, be absolutely loving that position yep uh, well firstly credit to ajax because they managed to beat the war i mean madrid uh <laughs> they managed to get past uh, the, the the extremely cocky real madrid and i think they were they are deservingly so however the the one thing that they need to learn from atletico madrid is to not give juventus too much respect if you really look at what atletico madrid did is they gave juventus too much respect in the game at uh, turin right where they said we are not going to try and push ourselves forward because juventus can score at will if they want to and they have ronaldo and that's the sitting back will not help them at all they they need to actually go out there and like karan mentioned play like they have nothing to lose and uh, if uh, obviously the mental uh, the pressure of playing juventus after seeing what juventus did to a defense like atletico madrid is going to be intimidating so the crucial game is definitely at amsterdam and uh, they'll have to figure out what they can do best and uh, this is purely an opportunity for these uh, future stars of ajax to go out there and have a good time right like uh, nobody expects them to beat juventus nobody expects them to go past this but it's that it's uh, which is uh, how it presents itself as a great opportunity to just go out there and play some great football and have a great time and if they if they had uh, followed anything of what R- roma pulled off last season anything's on the table in the quarter finals yeah absolutely absolutely and speaking of uh, anything being on the table in the quarter finals <laughs> we've come to the final game which of course is manchester united versus barcelona again huge amount of european pedigree uh, between them um yep. and of course the world's best attacking midfielder taking on lionel messi would be pretty interesting to watch as well um yep. but uh seriously vishal up uh, the the interesting thing is this was a tie that was flipped originally uh, the second leg was supposed to be played at old trafford yep. but uh, yep. because of the uh, uh, rule that uefa uh, or rather the the manchester city authorities had requested that both home games n- not be on the same day because it would be hard for fans to figure out which bus to attack um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much of a difference does that make to how how united now would approach the tie uh not too much right like if you really look at united at home this season uh, especially in europe they've been below par Uh, under Mourinho and Solskjaer, Solskjaer though the, the sample size is one game, but uh, PSG absolutely bossed us at Old Trafford, and we also uh, ma- ma- didn't really do uh, uh, do do well in the group stages as well, and we managed to scrape through in the end. So uh, I really don't know uh, wha- how much of an impact the home game uh, being at home, uh, especially the first leg being at home, um, uh, impacts United at this point in time. Because uh, let's be honest, right? Uh, yes, they beat PSG. Yes, they got by PSG, but uh, let's also bring back the sense into this that United beat PSG not because United played really well; it's because PSG played really bad. Uh, and yes, it was great to take the three chances that presented ourselves, and we got some luck with the penalty. Uh, but that's uh, like I said, uh, PSG uh, practically handed it over to us, right? Saying, uh, "Listen, we are not, uh, we don't want to win the Champions League. This is our uh, round of 16 is our queue. This is your time. Go have fun." So, and uh, but on. Yeah. Yeah, and if you if you think about uh, Lionel Messi's trips to England, I mean, you do not want to look back at the last one because you know what happened. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, he he's already beat us in two finals. Uh, and Chris Smalling has made a a, a clever com- a comment before the game and uh, about here about a uh, weakness in Messi's armor. And uh, last time Manuel Neuer said that we know what happened. Last time uh, uh, somebody else, I don't remember who said that. Uh, uh, that Messi put them on their backside. So uh, I can see where Chris Smalling is going with this. Uh, so uh, 
Uh, it's going to be a very tough game for United, all, all honestly, because uh, across the 11, I think uh, we possibly have one better player than all of them across the field at this point in time. Uh, they are going to outperform us, they are going to outplay us, so it has to be, a, uh, I don't know how, how uh, Solskjaer is going to uh, look at this, but the only chance United have is unleashed speed on them, right? Like, if you're going to let uh, Barcelona come at you, you're going to be outplayed, outpassed and beaten, so United have to use their pace, have to unleash the likes of Rashial, Martial, uh, Rashford and Martial, Martial and uh, bring in Lukaku's strength that that's possibly the only way they, if you sit back um, uh, Lionel Messi and Barcelona will hurt us and uh, if, if they're going to put in a performance like they did over the weekend against Wolves you can expect the worst so uh, it's a, it's, a, it's one of those games where United are definitely underdogs uh, and to really go through this would be another miracle but why not go out there and play like what you have nothing to lose because let's be clear right? Uh, any anything that we are achieving this season is pure bonus we are not supposed to be in the quarterfinals we are not supposed to be where we are in the, right, in the league right now so it's just good it's just consolidated for a better season next year so let's just hope to build on this and uh, uh, Karan just one last word on, on this um, mm-hmm. that United's league position means there is going to be a bit of a dogfight for those top four positions there which yep. is going to put a lot of stress on them uh, in the lead up to this game because Barcelona are coming from a league where now right now they sit on a 10 point cushion yeah true I think So we will see how uh, this tie turns out. Of course, all of this could lead us to very interesting semi-final combinations, um, but more importantly, very fascinating final combinations. It could be a Ronaldo versus Messi showdown. Uh, it could be a Manchester derby for the final. Um, it could. Well, I mean, g- given how things have been going, we could end up with Tottenham taking on Porto. You never know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which should be which should be a good advertisement for the Europa League again. <laughs> uh, but honestly, again, uh, whichever way the die falls, uh, we are in for a treat in terms of the semi-final. I mean, by we are in for a treat, I mean the general football watching public because us three, we have been having heart attacks on almost a daily basis so far this season, especially with what's been happening in the Champions League. <laughs> we will see if, if all that continues into the semi-final. We will of course be bringing you the breakdown of both legs uh, when, as and when they happen uh, with the full panel. Uh, of course, provided the full panel is in a position to talk post the games, <laughs> depending on how they go. You can find us on Twitter at Sense Soccer. You can subscribe to us 
on audioboom audioboom.com slash channel slash soccer essence or any of the other podcasting platforms that you use pocket cast apple podcast google podcast and even on spotify in the meantime that's all we have for you in the special quarter final preview episode this is tarik signing off along with our european correspondent karan see you guys and of course our resident red devil who's finally found his energy back vishal see you guys <laughs> see you guys next time